Welcome, everybody, to Go For Side Effects. I'm your host, Kevin Simon. You all know my lovely co-host, John. How are you doing? I'm, doing, I'm going fine. Doing we, fine, thanks. We have brought back Janetta, who is a veteran service officer. And I, I, I tell you what, I, I'm going to give you props before anything, before we start. You're probably one of the best veteran service officers I know. You know, I love it. I love every day of doing this. And, you know, I hope I just can spread the love and make other veteran service officers better. Because a lot of it is just figuring it out. You know, education and mentoring, which I do a lot of. Yes. And And, and you're very knowledgeable. And so getting to the knowledgeable part of it right now. Um, I know you want to bring up a few things first before we get into questions and stuff like that. So go ahead. Talk about what you want to talk about, about uh, other veterans uh, resource stuff. Yeah. So there's a few benefits that I want to make veterans aware of that they may not be aware of. And one is the HISA grant through VA healthcare. And that is a grant. It can be anywhere from $2,000 to $6,000. Um, to renovate your home so that you can stay in it longer. Um, so a lot of the histograms that I write are for walk-in showers, right? With a bench. So that's really important. Um, so they historically have been facilitated through the prosthetics at VA healthcare, but I think that's changing as things do. So for all the veterans out there, I would reach out to your either your nurse on your care team and ask them about it or the social worker at your VA, you know, community-based healthcare um, clinic. But it's a fantastic resource that you can use with your own resources or here in Iowa, a lot of times I utilize that grant with the Iowa Trust Fund, which also helps pay for those things because we kind of all know that six grand isn't going to cover a bathroom remodel. So we you know, we a lot of times can partner those two grants together to get the veterans they, you know, the the access they need, you know, for this is, you showers. said HISA, so A H I S A, yes? HISA. Yep. Okay. And, and see what's All funny right. about that is a lot of vets don't realize, like, even like let let's say I I'm going to apply for uh allowance on my shoes. Because my shoes that I buy are very expensive because right. I have no neuropathy. No, no neuropathy. Yes, and so you have to pay for that. And then the other thing also, so they send you a list, everybody. I know when you get that big stupid packet that has 5 million things that you do not want to read, read it all. You'll be very surprised. So I'm, so Janetta, I'm sitting up at the VA at my neuro, uh, appointment and i look up on the screen at the houston va and it comes up there and says are you a veteran and need a service of uh, of uh, a will a living trust or oh. any of that stuff va does that for you now wow that's another yeah we aren't super like we don't get the all the updates necessarily in a super timely manner iowa i feel does pretty good but i think that's great that yes. is good because it's so necessary. 
And see, and I, I, I want to thank you for helping out one of my friends, uh, their child uh, and, and everything. I, I, I'm going to only bring this up a little bit is these young kids who are getting out. Some of the stuff that they go through is pretty devastating and stuff that's happened to, to, to them. And they need the guidance of the older vets along with VSO officers to kind of guide and help them. But what a lot of veterans out there don't know, and all y'all listen to me, if you live in Virginia, South uh, Carolina, North Carolina, or you live on the West Coast, you don't have to use that VSO officer, am I correct, in, in your area or your state, correct? You don't. You don't. Um, you know, if you just read, if you... <laughs> I'll just give you some anecdotes from my own personal life. Um, my family lives throughout the United States. Um, my brother was discharged from Fort Meade, Maryland, and married a gal from Pennsylvania. So my nieces live out there. And um, one of them is married to a veteran who was, you know, having trouble finding any help with a VSO. And they were home for the summer. And they kind of want to make a move from the East Coast to the Midwest. But he's like, I kind of need to get this VA stuff, you know, squared away. And he's like, you know, running into, you know, I have no idea what to do. He had just tried it on, on his own and um, just ran into some roadblocks. So, so we have him on the path, you know. So if any veteran reaches out to a VSO and you can give them just a, you know, I'm just not getting any help here. I just need help then any VSO is obligated to help any and all veterans that walk through their door. At least that is the policy of Hardin County, Iowa. Can I speak for every county in the world, in the United States? Right. No. But in Hardin County, Iowa, if a veteran reaches out, no matter where they're from, I am happy to help them. And but I, I, I am like learning that East Coast and West Coast VSO officers are not like the Midwest, the South. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm finding out like I'm talking to people all the time, and they're they're veteran service officers. They just don't really help them. They're they're just like nah, no, no, no. But yet they're presumptives. And this is what which we have one person who is listening right now, and I'm not going to say any names to that person, but they better get a hold of you by tomorrow. Or I'm gonna just hound them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so, happy to give my email address. It is J B U C K Buck at Harden H A R D I N C O U N T Y I A dot gov. And my my brother-in-law was just visiting from the West Coast. He lives in Eureka, California, and he always tells me that the Midwest cares more about their veterans than where he's from. The Navy vet, nuclear, right. uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no carrier. So, yeah. Like, like one of the, one of the, like, like my veteran service officer, I've been dealing with her. I, I was probably her very first uh, veteran. And I mean, that woman has fought for me for 35 years. I was going to say, you have had a good experience too. And so, yeah, it's oh, like. Yes, yes. And I mean, I, I recommend, she finally called me. It's like, I'm retiring this year. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to be done now. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, they're, they're yeah, bringing in more. That's the thing. Like you do create a connection with the folks that you're helping, you know? And, and yeah, any, I, anybody who's listening who don't have a job and you want a job, your state VSO officers, you can apply. You can learn the field. That's the can. one thing. Yeah, you do not have to be a veteran necessarily. I am not. I am married to one, but I myself am not a veteran. So I'm an administrator, but I am nationally accredited and absolutely love my job. So I don't think it's like a barrier that I'm not a veteran. Sometimes, honestly, I think it's a little bit of a gift because there's a lot of secondary trauma going on, right? When you right. deal with these things. And so the fact that I didn't have that exact military experience, it's not always taken me right back there. I have a different experience. So I can I can just compartmentalize it. So for me, I think maybe like it might be a blessing, but that's just me. So, well, and, and I know Jeanette and I, I, I'll, I'll top or I'll, I'll agree with what Kevin said at the beginning, you know, because you're, you're my VSO and you've done, uh, you, when I've reached out to you and asked for help that, you know, I got neighbors that needed help and, and, uh, you're, you do your due diligence and you don't just make a phone call and check in, you follow through. And I think, you know, that's what, you know, you communicate with people, you follow through, you want to know how they are, you actually give a crap about them. And, and you're, and you're not, you're not just sitting there collecting a paycheck. And unfortunately, some of our others, um, it's, it's sad On to say, I, I feel that the, <laughs> I, I feel that they're just kind of collecting a paycheck and not doing what they're, they're asked to do. Um, but, but that's that, like that, keeping the oxygen level up at the office. <laughs> well, okay. So, so here's, here's one for you. Okay. So I had gastrointestinal problems ever since I was in the military. When I got out of the military, I, my paperwork literally said, and I, this is going to go for 90% of the, the people who listen to this podcast is my said service connected GERD digestive system disorder Digestive system disorder back then is now considered IBS. They gave right. me nothing. Were you just connected at zero percent? No, no. Well, I was connected. I was connected. They didn't give you zero percent. They didn't give me anything. They what? just said you're connected. Like, like if you look at your record, does it say sir? Like it lists all yours. It lists well, well, all of your it, issues, it, it, and then it says like, I mean, you know, you could be zero percent. And that's nope, still it, it just it, it didn't even say zero. It didn't even say so zero. Just deny it? Yes. And so whenever I got the IBS, I talked to my VSO and I said, would it be worth to go back all them years where they said there was no records that I had this, even though I was service connected, and fight for that back pay? And she looked at me and she said no. She said, "All they're going to do is deny, deny, de 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 deny it." Unfortunately, are you? Did you eventually get service connected? Oh yeah, you? yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I got service connected, and then I just that didn't fight it anymore. I was just it, like, kind of weird. I know that, that is was the worst thing you have to say to somebody is this. That's not how the VA works. That's right. <laughs> it, it, my, it's true. My my first service connection was exactly the abdominal four zero percent. I actually was given a rating of zero percent on the first go round, um, and which if, 
it's so zero percent is the worst thing like everything's like that's a loss but it isn't man like if you die and that's a complication of your death then your wife can like you know she can get dic and and that's why I tell really? everybody, even at zero percent even yes. at zero percent zero percent you have to be connected yeah. with what you die with can you elaborate on that guys who are you know so mad that they're getting zero percent hypertension i mean it's controlled like according to va regulation that's zero percent but that's not the worst thing if you die of a heart condition that has something to do with your hypertension then your wife will get dic so it's still worth filing for can you can you elaborate on what dic is janetta yep yep dic is in an indemnity dependent compensation. So if your husband is service connected with a respiratory cancer, let's say agent orange respiratory cancer, and that leads to his demise and that condition is listed on his death certificate, then you can apply for DIC as his spouse and you are entitled to a, it's about a 1300 1350 uh monthly compensation for the rest of your life so hmm. it is worth it well you you it's know also also on this is i have a vietnam vet that i sent him to to my vso he comes in and he tells me today at the barbershop that and i have like four or five of them that are now starting to get rated but one of them got a hundred and fifty thousand dollar check they backpaid him because of the location where he was and what he did at that time and, uh, and how much Agent Orange they believe he was exposed to. That's according to what he's telling me. I don't know if it's true. I believe him. Well, I don't know why he would lie. Well, so the backpay goes back to like the first date that you would have like filed for that condition. So likely this guy was maybe in appeals, appeals, no, appeals. No, appeals. But no, because another one of my customers he just randomly got a check. Never filed. Uh, they did file for the cancers way back when, years ago. So that's probably what it was. They probably related, okay, it's a presumptive under the Agent Orange, and now we're going to pay. That, I, I guess that's the way it, it, it works. But filing is the key thing, everybody. And doing your dang homework. Like, know what the presumptives are. That's that's why you got a VSO officer. That's why. Well, yeah. And recently, um, we've had a few caregivers through the VA that notice presumptives and they give their veterans a sheet of paper with a list of presumptives on it and my name and number from the VA healthcare. Like I've seen three of those in the last month. I've never seen that in six That's years. That's because you loved. I'm like, hallelujah to these care providers who are realizing that there's a connection between some of these diseases and being service connected. So it is, so that has been a really good thing. And, 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 hey. and it really is. It really is. I know John has some questions that one of our guys had. And right. so let's get so to that. So, yeah, Wade brought up a good point. He wanted me to ask, and I, I guess this is kind of interesting. So, Janetta, so um, Wade wanted to talk about the different ratings at 100% and, you know, how that how that works. Like, it, you know, what, what's it, the classifications 
of 100% and what it means. Are, can you go over that a little bit? Right. So if you are at 100% service-connected disability, then you're at 100% service-connected disability and you get that nice check every month. And you really don't have any ties to it. If you want if you want to earn some it, money, you can. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, but see that that was the question because he was saying if you're at permanent and total versus one hundred percent disabled yes. versus TDIU, that sort of thing. Yes. Um so that's what yep. Yeah. So I'll move into that. So you're just a hundred percent you do and you don't see that very often, honestly. But if you are, you know, you could you could work, you know, and collect your 100% disability check. Okay. Um, if you're 100% permanent in total, you cannot. If you're 100% under unemployability, you cannot earn money. Or the VA will frown upon that and reduce your rating. Okay, so... If you're like, uh, like when you talk about 100% total and permanent, you cannot work. No. No. Okay. But if you're just 100%. I mean, and you can work, but it will affect your disability rating. Really? But how do you know if that's, I guess, is it on a sheet of paper? Like when they classify it? Like can I don't you know I don't know I don't know any honestly hundred percent P and T because that means that they've been hundred percent for at least fifteen years likely twenty that even can work so it's kind of a misnomer right okay okay oh. so permanent total is like you're permanent total yeah you Stop. should also be on social security disability on yes. top of that okay. That okay. Unemployability is, you know, you're just unemployable because of X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Could be many things. Okay. You know, now, employability means you cannot work. So, right. if you're rated at seventy percent, and you apply for unemployability, and you get granted that, and then you're paid at the hundred percent rate because that's what unemployability means. Then, you can't work. Okay. So you can't, just to clarify, you can't show any income because if you're due, you're really kind of screwing yourself. Right. Okay. Because I asked that. And for unemployability. Now, again, if you're just rated at 100%, because, I mean, shit's fucked up, but somehow you're still working, or you went through voc rehab, you know, and they helped you find a job that you can do. Because work, you know, you know, we all know like work is important. You know, then you can retain that that hundred percent level. Okay. I, yeah, I I didn't. I thought I thought was. I mean, I know a lot of people who are hundred percent, and they're all saying total permanent. I'm like, are you just saying it? Are you sure? I mean, or, it would be on. Yeah, it would be on their benefit letter. Letter, you know, like yeah. Well, it yeah. would also so be the benefit letter that you give for like, I don't do they have tax exemptions in, in Texas? Yes, in Iowa, yeah. If you're a hundred percent, then you get a property tax exemption and you don't have to pay your property. Taxes. Well, uh, but, but at a hundred percent, if you're just a hundred percent total, 
you don't pay property taxes. You don't have to be total permanent. As long as you're one hundred percent, just at one hundred percent, you don't. Yeah, yeah. That any, yeah. And if you're pay, paid at the one hundred percent because of unemployability, you're also eligible for that tax break. Yeah. Okay. So I see that. I see that. Let. I'm gonna. Ex, I want to ex, have you expand on that because I'm genuinely curious. So about the property tax. So I decide I want to move. I want to get closer to Des Moines or something like that. I go buy a new house or not new, different house, okay? I don't have to worry about the property tax, the annual property tax on that on that when I buy it. Is that correct or is that not correct? Not generally. Um, we have home rule here in Iowa. So every county does their own thing to a point. And that's one of the things. Generally, there's a year lag, a year where you have to pay property taxes before you're um, oh, exempt. that's interesting. Exempt. Well, mm -hmm. That's why I ask because I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> that's what I've seen historically. Yeah. And, so and and, and a lot of a lot of people don't realize which I I am going to say this, and I don't mean this in any other bad way or anything towards anybody out there, but when somebody passes away, they have to do what's called an emergency. Uh, you, maybe you can tell me the name of it where they go to the VA, say, hey, my husband passed away. I need a burial and this, this, and this. And they have to write in for an emergency uh, confirmation they, that they can have it. Like to pay for their cremains? Well, it, not only cremains, but for a funeral site, if they just want to be buried and all that. And, and so they do, it's called like a rush. They rush it through. But I was also told in the state of Texas that I know this much. I don't know about anywhere else in the state of Texas. You can go ahead and already prepare that for later on down the road because it could take up to five years to get approved. Wow. Five years. Yep. Yeah. In Iowa, it doesn't take that long. In Iowa, we have two. Well, actually, I guess three, if you want to come the Rock Island Arsenal, just right across the border or Illinois, but um, there is the, the veteran cemetery down by Adel, Iowa. And yeah, you can do that ahead of time. And, uh, veterans are buried there for free. And of course they get a tombstone, you know, through the VA, or they can be like in the crematorium wall. Crematorium. Uh, yeah. Crematorium. Um, but as far as like paying for funeral services or like the cremation itself, at least here in Iowa, that is on a local level, and that comes from local taxes that we have for indigent veterans. Um, but we definitely do pay for that. Uh, oh, you guys pay for cremation? Yeah, for low-income veterans who don't have many means, we will pay for their cremation. Oh, okay. All oh, right. that, that's interesting. Yeah, no. not for any, but I mean, if you, you know. Got to meet the guidelines. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But you can, yeah, like I'm already signed up. I'm heading to the Veterans Cemetery in Adel. So, because your wife can be there, you know, buried there or put in the wall too. So, huh. yeah. Yep. And you can okay. do that. Or you can do that as needed. You know, like I've, I've done it both ways. But I mean, at least in Iowa, we don't have a five year waiting list. I mean, and that's part of being a veteran service officer. Like I make friends with everywhere, you know, with people everywhere I go. So that if I need something ASAP, 
then they're happy to do it for me because I dropped off donuts and introduced myself. Well, <laughs> so I, I, I want people to understand a couple of things. Uh, when, let's say I'm driving my truck and I get into a, a, an accident because of my great driving. Um, John doesn't like my driving, by, by the way. Um, and let's say I pass away. My wife gets... <laughs> My wife gets no benefits from the VA, correct? It if has to be something I am, crash. huh? If you are driving and die in a car crash, right? She, right? She wouldn't get. I'm, I'm using that as an example. That's but, correct. The but, only way you're in a spouse is entitled is if you die of, or as a consequence of, a service-connected disability. If I die in a car wreck, John, have this. Thing erased and just say it was my neuropathy. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Anyway. I mean, so, it could be like I've honestly, like I have called and asked physicians to change death certificates because a lot of times physicians don't realize how the VA works, you know. And these veterans, even though they utilize VA healthcare exclusively, upon the time of their death, it is their local hospital that is picking them up and a local coroner or the, you know, the local physician that is determining the cause of their death. So they don't know, they don't know how the VA works. So I've called them up honestly and explained that, you know, this, this dependent, this surviving spouse, you know, this veteran had been entitled to this, this benefit. And in order for her to continue on with that benefit, his, you know, his death also needs to be like his, other issues need to be listed as a consequence of because oh, like, they are as a consequence of okay it's that's not interesting that big of a deal okay. for them to change it they just have to log in change it updated birth certificate or death certificate not birth sorry yeah. and you know then we're good to go okay so, so my I, I know this is probably going to be one of my last questions but if i ended up tomorrow find out that i have cancer I would go to like you and say, I want to file on this because, because yep. well, I'm, uh, you know, or to a VSO, any VSO, you want to file on anything that is a presumptive that could possibly kill you. Correct. ASAP. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, so all y'all understand so for that. The Gulf War vets, you know, we're talking about respiratory issues and if you're having respiratory issues and you're just dealing with them on a daily basis, go see your VA doc. Just get it documented, you know, have them so, send you the prescriptions that they think you should take. And if they don't work for you, who cares? We just need a current diagnosis to get you service connected. Okay. And, and, and that's what I'm trying to, you know, the PACTAC really truly helps a lot with, uh, and I've realized this post 9-11, them people get their claims back quick decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Go for vets. Things happening with the VA. You know, there are. Yeah. Right. But go for vets. I can honestly tell you, like, one of my friends has been waiting two, almost two dang years. No, and then, I feel bad for you guys. And the Gulf War syndrome, <sighs> even to try to get like a VA doc to diagnose that is hard. Um, they don't, they don't want to. Most of my doctors, like, I've sent them literature. They just, 
you know, they just can't compute. And, you know, like the thing about like golf or syndrome is like, it's such a holistic thing. It is affecting one part of your body that is affecting another part of your body. That is a, like, it is a holistic thing. So I, I, I want to tell you, so I went to my kidney doctor and I, I sat down, I talked to her for oh, a good hour. She was interested in desert storm. I told her about the podcast and she's like, look, I want to learn more, I, but you know, cause they're not taught a whole lot what she was saying, but she generally, she cares. I can honestly Yeah, And you say, do run into those providers, thankfully. And honestly, I do think that the VA is trying to educate providers more on presumptives, but it's a slow process. It just is. Right. I mean, just, I mean, I don't, you know, it just is. And you have to have the desire to learn. So. Right. And yeah, you have to advocate for yourself for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so don't sit back on your asses and not do anything. If people, if y'all know anybody in the Gulf War, you know, you listen to shows saying, well, my buddy's got that, or my brother, my sister's got that, and they were in the Gulf War, help them fight to get what they deserve. I, that's that's what I believe in. Another great benefit that our state did that has gotten a lot of Gulf War vets into my office talking to me about, you know, things they may be entitled to was the hunting and fishing, um, lifetime hunting and fishing license if you're service connected so a lot you know as you know a lot of veterans love to hunt they love to fish they heard about this through the dnr so they're like thinking about applying for some service connected disabilities where they had never even considered it before is it 50 so whatever it takes to get you in my office is it 50 percent nope in iowa you can be zero percent Shut the front door, state of Texas. Catch your butts up, man. Because you got to be fifty percent, baby. You can get, uh, you can get the super and combo. And I don't know a veteran who doesn't have hearing loss or tinnitus. So, <laughs> shut the front. I need to tell my wife we're moving to Iowa. Y'all so got can, bigger can, deals, can, John. Yeah, well, I, 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 now, the the dark days are coming in. The winter is coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you know what is so crazy to me about all this is is that you know people will go out, go to DAV, they'll go out and get an attorney, and there are special cases that need an attorney. I I understand that there there are, but. Give your local VSO or give another state's VSO officer a chance to, yeah, to, you know, to like do that. County, next county. So like I am only, I'm the only one in my office. I run solo. So um, I am cross accredited with the American Legion and a few other, you know, the big six organizations so that I can always have another set of eyes looking at my claims. Um, and if, which doesn't really happen that often. If something were to go into appeal um, at the BVA level, then I have access to those resources to get folks representation pro bono. It's happened twice in my six years, both claims that I just like came upon as I came into this job and have won both. So, you know, the American Legion at a federal level, the VFW at a federal level, like those guys are not insignificant. 
they are still working for you guys. So uh, you've been there six years already. I worked in Grundy for five, and oh, I've been in Eldora right. for like a year and a half now in Hart. That's right. That's right. You had shared that with me. I, I, I forget. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, six, so, <laughs> six years and some change yeah later but still loving so, it every day. here's the question Janetta. i don't know if you're going to have an answer to this but i'm going to ask it anyway so if you get rated at 100 percent, okay or you get paid at 100 percent, and you go like if i want to go to camp dodge and you get your military disability id okay what can that what what will that id enable you to do what is what is the benefit of having that well you can shop at px's which okay. I camp dodge is not that great but i have i bet i haven't been to one of camp dodge i haven't got my id yet i'm just asking you because i really don't know the answer to the question benefit it offers you is you know a lot of military bases have like housing for visitors you know what i'm talking about yeah. Like, oh, sure. Okay. Items, but or camping. Hey, that camping. You just, oh, you know what? You just I lived if, on hey, on that one. If I were to go, to, if I were to get that ID, I could go to a concern in Germany and stay on a military housing. Ooh, that would save a ton of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I so, want to do. Go back on army base. Right. I was like. <laughs> I, I like hell? say that tongue in cheek because, like, I was like, I told that to my husband who's you know, service connected. He's like, "Are you freaking crazy?" Not knowing, yeah. I I, well, I do I I do want to take uh, about a minute of everybody's time, and I would like to talk to y'all about our sponsor, Magic Minds. So, Magic Minds is our sponsor that sponsors our show. And when they got a hold of me, they wanted me to try this product. And you can kind of see the labels and everything. And we're going to put it up on our website. But I'm going to tell y'all, I've been now another week taking this product. And I have a customer who literally, I'm going to tell them this story, John. I had a customer who went order a whole bunch of this. He goes, well, I'm going to give it a shot. The first, and literally, it is a shot. And literally, this clear, clearly cleared up his head. That's the first thing he noticed. The guy's 88 years old. He had the amount of energy that he had was, was amazing. And that's, what, that's the one thing I'll, I will tell you all about Magic Mind is this product here, not only did it give me energy, my fatigue, I could work all day and not be tired. And that's what I like about this product. The taste is fine. I mean, I've tried that, you know, that five-wet shot thing you get, energy. I can't say their name. Mm -hmm. But oh, if I had to compare it, right, if I had to compare Magic Mind to that, this, this top's the best thing I've ever drank for energy. I mean, the clarity. I mean, the brain fog, everything. Some of my coworkers, don't love it because I'm hyper as it is. But this right here, the amount of energy it gives me, I mean, John can tell you I got a lot of energy. This yeah. will give you some energy. This will give you some butt, uh, some boost in your butts right here. All right. And and it, it, will, it will get you going. And, you know, 
y'all give it a shot. It's, you can order it on Amazon. But, uh, I mean, I want to thank them for being our sponsors. They reached out and they were like, you know, Kevin, would you be willing to try this? And I was like, I'll try anything. And I wouldn't put anything on my show I didn't believe in. And so y'all go check out Magic Mind on Amazon. O order it. Just give it a shot. I'm telling y'all, it it will work for y'all as it done for me. But I, where I want to get back with you, uh, Janetta, on one other thing I thought about. So one of my customers was sitting in my chair. Me and him were talking about benefits and work. Where can a person go to look at all the presumptives? Because he's, I told him to go on to va.gov and type in uh, Vietnam. I had him going, you know, presumptives. Yeah. So it's a lot about the search words that you use. So if you go on va.gov, you want to, you want to type in Agent Orange presumptives or Agent Orange disease. And then it will take you to the list of can because there's a list of cancers. And then there's a list of other conditions that are presumptive. Okay. Yep. So same with any other like Camp Lejeune or Gulf War. You want to type in specifically Gulf War presumptives or Gulf War diseases. Mm -hmm. So I, I I thank you for coming on. I mean, pleasure. I, I, I tell you what, you're a blast to talk to. It's not going to be the last time you're going to be on, I guarantee you, because I'm going to be bringing you back going. Hey, That's I found good. out some more stuff. <laughs> but There's always more to learn. Uh, and always but, more to do. And but, I know I just want to spread the message. I know that it feels like it's like you all against the VA. But if you find an advocate that can help you, it's not. It's not. Like I talk to VA, federal and VA employees all the time. And man, they want to work for you. They want to work for you. But the VA is the VA. So it's certain words, it's semantics, it's the box being checked. So and, it is what and, it is. And, and what it does for a veteran service officer, when you're sitting down with them, they're going to tell you what your primary things to put down, your secondaries, dairy. your secondary mm -hmm. dairy, you, you know, on that. Yeah, because, you know, I run it, you know, prostate cancer is a presumptive for Agent Orange. Right. Mm. And so... Uh, I run into a lot of guys and never even thought to file a claim until finally they retired and got into VA healthcare and their provider is like, you need to go talk to your veteran service officer about that. So at that point, you know, it would, the, the cancer would be rated at 0%, but the residuals could be rated, you know, like prostate cancer, like erectile dysfunction. And I'm sorry, like agent orange vets should be paid for that. And their wives are not happy about the situation just saying uh, so I, I can tell you right now that my wife is learning a lot about the system oh the other thing right before we get off everybody tell everybody the importance of if, even if you're you know your service connected and stuff like that but if you have veteran insurance or, you, you know, or the VA, and you have an emergency, explain oh. to people why it's important go straight to your nearest hospital and don't drive an hour and a half to the VA because a lot of people do not know about, uh, about that part. 
Let me see if I have that number right here in front of me. Uh, okay, folks. So if you have an emergency, you can go to the nearest emergency room. And a lot of times that facility will call the VA. You alert them that you have VA healthcare. They will alert the VA that you're there. But there's also an 800 number, and I will find it for you, that you call. And it, it doesn't have to be the veteran. It can be your the spouse. It can be a brother. It can be anybody to let the VA know within 72 hours that you're at and out of the system emergency room. Now, what will happen is if it's extensive, it's if it's serious, and if there is a bed at a nearby VA facility, they will stabilize you. And they will transport you to that nearest VA facility. But you still need to call within 72 hours and say that you are at an ER that is not a, a VA medical center. And that is how your emergency room visit gets paid. And it works. And when you call, they will give you an authorization number. And if they don't offer it, then you ask for it. And then that magic number guarantees that you called and let the VA know oh. that you were there with your husband at this time, oh. at this date, for this reason. And oh, I, see, now I, I just, you just said, see, and I didn't, I hadn't I heard that, that. So that's great. That's great information right there, Janetta, because I was just in the ER this last Saturday and I did call and report it but now i didn't know to ask for an authorization number so that's good to know yep um, an authorization number and the phone number is okay. 1-844-724-7842 oh, awesome. that thanks to christy i, yeah, give her, I don't have I any, give yeah, her everything in my office is at my yeah, right <laughs> right and that's the number to call i'm gonna say it one more time 1-844-724-7842 and so I, I, that is important for everybody to know. Yeah, um, my brother was just there um, where we live. John, John will know this. Iowa Falls is kind of a dead zone, right? For VA healthcare. Yeah, yeah. 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 My brother lives up there and has um, some respiratory issues, and so, and he just moved there not too long ago. So he, you know, he would have, you know, went to a VA medical center where he lived before but he's like what am i supposed to do and i was like just go to the er i'll call the number and yeah i just asked for the authorization number and then if there's any discrepancy down the road you have that number you have that number the magic number i actually think well I that's good to know because i i didn't know now i know ask for the damn number i i, I think i i was right. in i was in st luke's and i i called the 1844 number while i was there I said, I don't care. I just cracked my freaking tooth and I'm in so much pain. <laughs> and they're like, well, what can they do for it? I said, right now I'm, I was pretty much laying upside down and that doctor was trying to cement some stuff in there, a sealer in there. I was like, oh my God, that was just, that was painful. But it, it, my husband it, thought it was a good idea to get a mandolin. You know what I'm talking about? Like that you slice potatoes with. He ordered it. I was like, oh, that's a bad idea. A mandolin. Yeah, cut off the tip of his thumb. 
So we had to go to the yard. Oh ER. my god. Oh hell. Grundy, oh, oh, hell no. Grundy, oh, which is, ooh. you know, like we're not again, Grundy, we're I mean, where we are, we're not close to any VA medical. No. Well, see, so we are they, utilizing you live in Grundy and on community care. So and well, I go to Grundy if I have an emergency. That's where well, I, go. I was I was yeah. cutting it during during uh the COVID. Uh, so I decided I was gonna build these benches, picnic. I thought it was being cool. The very first cut, I didn't realize I left a piece of wood on the edge. When I went down with it, it came around and slammed my thumb. And man, it turned purple. I, I'm over there. And I mean, I, I got so, I was in so much pain. I was like, going to throw up. So I started thinking about it. I said, you know, I can either go to the hospital or. So the next day the doctor calls me. She's like, did you go to the hospital? I was like, no, because I called the VA. And she was like, well, why don't you come in here? I said, well, aren't y'all, all y'all going to do is relieve it by either drilling into my thumb or. So that's what I did myself. Oh, no. really my husband pain. said, he's like, I'll just cut this off. I'm like, no. <laughs> I did. No, like, professional person cut this off. I got the smallest <laughs> drill bit I got and I drilled into my thumb and man, it relieved the pressure. <laughs> my doctor was like, are you an idiot? And I said, it was a Friday <laughs> at four. I just got home from work like at 4.30 and I'm like, I looked at him. I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know that you know i always watch some shows why uh, the funny commercials are on youtube why why men die younger because <laughs> they don't know how to pay bills i'm the product but i'm the product of that like you know what i could climb up there with that crooked ladder with missing one of the braces you don't I'm need like, to tie that ladder man. off. Come yeah. on. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. And everybody. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been a real pleasure. Thank y'all for yeah, listening. Just, and uh, just John, hang tight a second. Yeah, hang tight, uh, Jenna, just for uh, a little bit. We're going to go into the after show show. But thank y'all for listening. And thanks for Magic Minds once again for sponsoring us. Thank you.